0: I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Well, here we are then. We've journeyed through Lent and we've arrived at Easter. Just before we listen to our Easter Bible reading, let's remind ourselves of our journey so far. We actually started the week before Lent, with the Transfiguration and noted that Jesus is the Son of God and has a job to do. Then we considered how we might keep our eyes and ears open to become aware of God's promptings in our lives and how we might become good news for others. We spent some time with temptation and thought about how often it is that we have to make decisions about God's way or our way. We were challenged to let go of our stuff so that we could get hold of God's love and grace and mercy. Then the tables of the money changers in the temple were turned over and we discovered that it's no longer business as usual, that we can be something new. There was a pause for Mothering Sunday and we considered our journey not over the past six weeks but the last 12 months a difficult time for everyone. And then we thought about being curious about Jesus about wanting to meet him and enabling others to meet him which brought us to last week Palm Sunday Hosanna or, God save us. A story of hope and desperation. A story of Jesus opposing mighty, warmongering power with love. Other things have happened this week too. Monday Thursday, where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And instructs them to love the world as he has loved them. And then, Good Friday. Jesus dies on a cross, murdered by the state. What a journey from the top of Transfiguration to today, the Garden of Resurrection. Let's listen to the story. It's from John's Gospel, chapter 20. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the entrance. She went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. Then Peter and the other disciple went to the tomb. The two of them were running, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and saw the linen cloths, but he did not go in. Behind him came Simon Peter, and he went straight into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the cloth which had been around Jesus' head. It was not lying with the linen cloths, but was rolled up by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw... And believed. They still did not understand the scripture, which said that he must rise from death. Then the disciples went back home. Mary stood crying outside the tomb. and While she was still crying, she bent over and looked in the tomb and saw two angels there, dressed in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. Woman, why are you crying they asked her and she answered they have taken my lord away and i do not know where they've put him then she turned around and saw jesus standing there but she did not know that it was jesus woman why are you crying jesus asked her who is it that you are looking for She thought he was the gardener, and so she said to him, If you took him away, sir, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned toward him and said in Hebrew, Rabboni, this means teacher. Do not hold on to me, Jesus told her, because I've not yet gone back up to the Father but go to my brothers and tell them that I am returning to him who is my father and their father, my God and their God. So Mary Magdalene went and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and related to them what he had told her. Over all the years of being a local preacher and then a minister, i found that I never know what to say on Easter Sunday. I always feel at a loss for words. What can you say in the face of something that is just so amazing? So here are a few thoughts that occur to me as I have sat with the story over the past week and pondered it. The first point is this. There are different responses to the missing body. That might seem obvious, but I think it hints at a wider truth. That we all respond differently to the resurrection, to God, to questions of faith. All through Jesus' ministry, there are a range of responses, and today is no different. So I want to say that it's okay to run away from the resurrection, to struggle to believe, to be afraid, it's perfectly natural. You're in good company. The second point is that Mary stays a while longer than the others. And staying longer means that she has an encounter with Jesus. And again, I think that this points us to a bigger truth. If you can stay longer, then you can go deeper. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself just going through the motions when it comes to church. I'm not sure I want to be there and I'm I'm not really engaged with my whole being. And then at other times, I feel really tuned in and connected. It's at these times that I want to stay a little longer, go a little deeper. And that I have a sense of Jesus' presence. You can think of this just in terms of turning up at church. But actually I think it's more profound than that. To linger in your prayers. Or when you're sitting on a bench and admiring creation or just staring into space. To sit a little longer can pay dividends. The third point is about Mary as a witness. In those days, a woman couldn't testify or offer evidence in court because women were believed to be unreliable. This story ends with Mary going to tell the disciples that she has seen the Lord. So even at this point, God is turning things upside down and back to front. In our faith journeys... It's important to look for God in unlikely places and to listen for God from unlikely voices. My fourth point is about when Jesus tells Mary not to hold on to him. I'm not sure that I know why he said that, but it puts me very much in mind of where we find ourselves today. We're all living under conditions where we must remain socially distant from one another. To think that I've not shaken anyone's hand, let alone hug them, for over a year. It's all so strange. But I don't love you any less because I can't hug you. And God might not hug us, but he doesn't love us any less. And finally, I just want us to sit and be amazed. Think of our whole story as the people of God, from creation to now, from the first light that pushed the darkness away, to life on earth in such abundance, to our up and down relationship with God through the ages, to Jesus arriving. At Christmas, God with us. To all the hope and then the bleakness of Good Friday. And now, today, a new beginning. God truly is amazing. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. <laughs> That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.